Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Thursday, August 25th. It is seven days, one week. We will be probably still in the first quarter this time next week. But hey, I will uh, savor every moment in Neyland Stadium. I know Landon will do the same. The hype we'll videos. Be at 21 points. I, God, I hope you're right. Um, I don't know if I can take, I don't know what we were last year at that point, but I don't know if I can take what felt like a really slow start last year. So I hope I hope Landon's right. I'm I'm all for it. Um, it is felt like a long time coming. The hype videos are out. The and I'm not just like talking about the team. The, that's my thing. My favorite part about Vol football or Vol fans that fly under the radar <clears throat> is the hype videos that the fans come out with. Like that gets me just as fired up. Um, I've seen some great ones this week, so I'm I'm ready to be in section L. Hey, if you're in the, I mean, you can make the walk over if you want, but if you're in this, if you're in the South end zone, come on over to section L 46. You'll probably see me. I'm thinking of going with the cream university of traditions hat. Is it too early to do that? I thought you were about to say baseball jersey. I'm like, Oh <laughs> no, no, man, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm not ready to cross over baseball and football yet. I'm not, not yeah, ready for that. They keep them separate. separate. Exactly. So uh, yeah, but if you're in section L, come say, Hey, Landon's in ZZ. 11. 11. It's easy. 11. Yep. So you, he's easy to spot too. Yeah, I'll be naked. So <laughs> Already. First game of yeah. the season, Thursday night. Land will be naked. I like it. Yeah, that that's and LSU how, game. That's how you know we're in. And um, if we beat Florida. Right, yeah, for And sure. or Alabama, yeah. Alabama, Those are the four games I've already you, you marked that I'm probably going to be naked at. You can't get naked for Alabama because you'll be smoking a cigar, and that's just asking for trouble. Worth it. Okay, all right, all right. Landon's I mean, what a, what a, I mean, it's, it's not going to be a good story if something bad happens, but <laughs> – what what a story! Your first cigar ever is naked after a win over Alabama. Legendary. That is one hundred percent hard to disagree with. Um, <laughs> I, I I can't. I, I will not be naked for that. You don't want to see that. This is a this is an exciting time, obviously, with football season coming up. Um, but we've also got some news of our own. So before we get into the, show, I guess part of the show, Landon did put it in there. But before we really get into the meat of the show. I want to say, um, and I'm, I'm sure Landon will say it as well, but on behalf of both of us as well, thank you all so much for listening to this episode, to the other 391. Um, we want to keep this going. Thanks for coming to the tailgates. Shout out to everyone for our first really event ever last weekend at the Hacker Cup. You guys inspired us, I guess. Um, this has been a long, you know, we've been working on this for a couple of months, but we are officially open for business. Um, we, we've signed our names on the dotted line almost and uh, we're officially a business more important issues we're doing that to uh, try to bring you all 
better content and uh, better events and things like that. We loved hanging out with you guys at the Hacker Cup. We love every, every tailgate. We love the the meetups. We we have you know just gone on Twitter and done a few meetups before. We love doing that stuff. We're fans and we want to hang out with fans. We want to be fans, and so we appreciate y'all for listening, um, for hanging out with us, for tweeting at us, for retweeting us, for following us. We appreciate y'all, and um, we couldn't have done this obviously without you all and your support, um, you listeners. So we we love it. Thanks for letting me get on my mic twice a week, sometimes more, and usually spouting nonsense, but I like it. So thank you all so much. And uh, I can't wait for this football season. The tailgates are going to be fun. Maybe some away game watch parties, getting those under under our belt finally. Thank you all. Love it. Love it so much. Yeah, my drop. Um, don't know what else to kind of put onto that. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, just, just thank you all as well. Um, really appreciate it. Um, it's been so much fun to, to, I mean, what it's going on six years that we started this with Guitar Hero Mics. If y'all kind of read that, it, it, it is true. I had people ask me today at work if that is actually true. Yes, it I is. I don't, I think I still have one of them because I think we used it for Rock Band and I have Rock Band in my basement. I should have busted it out. Mm, so I think fun. I still have one. Yeah. But yeah, that uh, it's, it's been a long time and, uh, we're, we're happy to finally get to this point. We have 15,000 followers. We're able to do a lot more things, giveaways. And yeah, one of the things, yeah, like we want to make a little bit of money doing this, but also like we want to help businesses grow. Um, yeah. And so like we're, we're not here to rip people off or, or anything like that. We're here to kind of help them reach a, an audience that we have and uh, hopefully we can grow together. So that, that's kind of our goal with, with all this. And uh, obviously just continue to have a good time because if you're not having a good time, why else are we doing? Yeah. And on the, on the kind of uh, flip side of the, the business aspect and, and people we want to partner with, it's also about bringing you guys better stuff too. Um, we want to go to more events like the hacker cup. We want to put on events like the hacker cup. We want to do the away game watch parties. We want stuff to be fun for you all too. And until we tailgates before baseball games, like we want to do that kind of stuff. Um, so the, you know, the more partners we have, the, the better ability we have to do that and bring better content, bring better stuff for that's fun for all of all fans. Uh, I think we're pretty fun. Um, I would say yeah. we're more fun tailgating. So that's what we, that's what we really want to do. And, yeah. If you uh, want to sponsor the show or the tailgate, let us know. Yeah. Tailgate. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for the futures, uh, future of that. So we're, can't I, I just can't wait to I can't wait to tailgate. I mean, sometimes those noon games, it's just me and Landon and a couple friends that, that swing by, and, and that's fine with me too. Like that's so much fun. Would love to have y'all come by, have a drink, mimosa, beer, whatever your cup of tea is at eleven a.m. Like that's what we want to do. So, um, yeah, I, I'm excited for this football season. No noon games uh, in the early going, so that's nice. Let's let's keep that that train rolling. No noon games. <laughs> noon games kind of suck. I'll do them, but they kind of suck. Yeah, let's let's start making some t-shirts. No noon games. <laughs> no noon games. I yeah. like it. Let's all right, let's let's get right into it. Let's I'm going to be I think I'm going to be a negaval in this segment, so you might not like okay. it, but cool. we're going to talk about Hooker being a Heisman candidate. Um, hmm. he's obviously kind of been floated out there, I guess, similar to how Josh Dobbs was in 16 uh, of that dark horse Heisman. He's not really on any odds. Like there I think there are odds for him somewhere. Is it DraftKings that has all? Someone does. No free ads. But the odds aren't really out there, but there's some chatter around his name. I don't know how you feel about it. I just don't. It would take a miracle, in my opinion. For I just think there's a lot of good players in this in this Heisman class. I think it would be it would take a ton 
for Hendon Hooker's name to be a finalist, for his name to be around there come week 13. I, I yeah. Just, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't, I don't see it possible. <clears throat> I'm, I'm kind of with you, but also like, I guess what are we classifying a candidate as? Yeah. Um, the semifinalist, is that 10 people? No, I think technically the semifinalists are, or is, oh, I guess it's the finalists are the, the four or five. I think it's a, isn't it a cutoff of votes finalists to yeah. go? It's not a number. Okay. So, yeah. yeah so, semifinalists, I'm not sure where it's at. It may be a So, eight to 10 range. Team. Would you throw Hendon Hooker? Do you think he has a shot at, at being in that range? Yes, I would say he does have a yeah. shot. I think Kayla's mic cut out a little bit. Because I, I think he's working after, on the. You back? I'm back. Um, okay. My, I mean, it's thankfully not my mic, but worst thing is, is it's my internet. Um, yeah, I would say he has a shot at being a semifinalist if that depend if that's the if we're right about the cutoff. Just because I think it's really kind of a race between like three and probably really two guys as it stands today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that, and, and also like. If you're you're sitting here seven, five, eight, and four, no, he's not going to be anywhere close up that list. But if if you're sitting there ten and two, maybe nine and three, I think absolutely he's got a shot at, at being there. He's the engine that that's going to keep this team rolling, and I, he's going to need some help to do it. Like he's mm-hmm. going to have to get you know some really good play out of that left tackle position, whoever it is, and he's going to have to have some receivers emerge um, for him to right. get to that point. But I mean, Bryce Young threw for what seventeen. 100 more yards than Hendon Hooker did last year. He also played more games. I understand that. But he also had 47 touchdowns. Like, it's going to take one of those seasons for for Hendon Hooker to be in that conversation because Bryce Young was in that conversation from the get-go just because he was, you know, on one of the best teams in the country. If you're sitting here 9-3, and three, are, are, you, are you really – considered a top team in the country if you don't win your division i don't really think that there's a chance in you being in new york and then you know probably not even in the Heisman talk at all yeah and you know one thing i do find kind of interesting about some of the other names is i so i'm a, did you look at just like the 2022 odds is that kind of how you looked at the landscape of it did you go the same route i did I mean, I'm just kind of looking at like the best players in college football. Um, right. I mean that too. And, and most and mostly quarterbacks because that's majority is right. That's you know, if it's a wide receiver, you're going to have to have a really good quarterback to get there too. Yeah, it's um, usually. I mean, it's either going to be the best quarterback on one of like the top five teams in the country, probably, or it's going to be the best running back on the best team. Or if it somehow is a wide receiver again, the best wide receiver on the best team. Like it, that's what. It, like, there's not going to be a running back. There's not going to be a, a, a Christian McCaffrey. Up, I just don't see it. The way the quarterback position has changed, it's gotten even more quarterback friendly just with the stats and how the game's played now. I just think it would take a lot to be another running back. Yeah, I, I think if it was a running back, it'd be B. John Robinson at Texas. He's a yeah. name that that sticks out. Or and I don't know if he's kind of canceled out by the talent around him and, you know, having Bryce Young as his quarterback, but Jameer Gibbs probably could fit that Christian McCaffrey mold where he's going to catch a lot of passes. Um, right. And then, you know, he's 
going to have a bunch of five stars to run behind, so I'm sure he's going to have a ton of yards. Yeah, I would, and I think I think Bijan Robinson would have a chance if Texas is as good as advertised. I don't think if Texas is, even if he has a great year, I just don't see him getting in there if Texas doesn't. And it goes into Tennessee with him and Hooker, same deal. If Tennessee doesn't have a great year, I don't think his stats, no matter how impressive they are, if the team doesn't hold up there into the bargain, I don't see him and Hooker's name being in it. Yeah, and I was kind of looking at at the quarterbacks, and it's like you have Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. I think Bryce Young is going to be held back a little bit because they don't want him to win it again. I just think that's just <laughs> how it is. Um, but after those two top quarterbacks, I think it could be Hendon Hooker. I really do. There's not a name that I'm just like, mm, you know, maybe Caleb Williams. I was going to say, I, I, when I said three, Caleb Williams was my third. And I, that's and that's kind of why I went back to probably just two, but Caleb Williams is my third. And I think there's some interesting names that could be there. I don't think Dylan Gabriel will be one. Um, I don't think Caden Slovis will be one. Could Quinn could Quinn Ewers be one again? He wasn't even supposed to win at Texas. I, I <laughs> I, 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 that, but I'm. I think it kind of goes into like the Spencer Rattler thing. I don't think he'll be a Heisman candidate. Could he have the talent? But again, it goes into South Carolina. I just don't know if, yeah, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think there are some quarterbacks that could be interesting. If could DJ, however you say his last name from Clemson, be the, be a Heisman candidate. I see it possible with Dabo's history with quarterbacks. If he does find, you know, whatever does it, if he fixes what, whatever got into him and Clemson last year, like, I, yeah, I think his name could easily be there when we were just talking about talent. Yeah. I mean, but, but here's what I'm saying after those two, I think Hennon Hooker has a, as good of a yeah. shot as any of those. Yeah. I'm shocked guys like Tyler Van Dyke, Spencer Rattler, Caden Slovis, Jackson Dart. I'm shocked Anthony Richardson that they have odds and Hendon Hooker doesn't. Right. That shocks me. Yes. Based off. Just what last we know. season. Just yeah. based off what we know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm sure I've left off some other JT Daniels. Like, come on. Stetson Bennett, man. He got the new haircut. He, He's ready to go. He doesn't have odds on the 3,000 or less, I should say. If Stetson Bennett wins the You've got to get Heisman. a Georgia tattoo. Oh, my God. I don't know what I'll do. You've got to get a Georgia Heisman tattoo. I'll get the same haircut that he has. You've got to get Stetson Bennett doing the Heisman tattooed on you. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be so tacky. I would hate that. With Guys, Landon, Landon did the Heisman pose with with a, with a Baker Mayfield's – first off, they have a Heisman, tro- like a Heisman statue for Baker, not even his trophy. Yeah, so that's Heisman Park. Wait, so do they have one for everyone? Or was his name and just on there? Everybody who wins that house, yeah, they have a okay. statue. That's so I think cool. they have a spot for Kyler when Kyler Murray. Um, I think they're building that next. Um, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, Sam Bradford was there. There were some other guys that were way past my time, but yeah, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I like the chose that. Baker too. <laughs> I wish we could could do that. Well, he like I got a I got a pull for him, man. I gotta. I want him to do well. I'm not a huge yeah, I mean, Baker fan, fair. but but I'm open. He's to on it. your team. He's on your team. <laughs> I'm open to it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Listen, it, 
it would be very interesting if Hendon Hooker and Tennessee start off four and zero to see where his name's at in those early talks. It would be very interesting. Hundred percent. Yeah. And if you have a good showing against Auburn and Alabama or Georgia and Alabama, I think that you know last year Cedric Tillman and and Hendon Hooker blew it up against those two guys, those two teams. If you're able to do that on national stage, I think absolutely you could be in the conversation. Now, are you in New York? I highly doubt it. I think that if we're what we're going off right now, Stroud, Will Anderson. Um, I don't know how Will Anderson wasn't in New York last year with um, Kayla's back. I don't know how Will Anderson wasn't in New York last year with having like 40-something tackles for loss. And I know Aiden Hutchinson had a good year, but he wasn't even the best player at his position. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I'm also buying into the uh, Aiden Hutchinson hard knocks hype. I'm doing it. You're setting yourself up, man. It happens every I time. Know. I know. <laughs> I, I'm watching it, and I'm like, man, some of these guys look great. And then I'm. I do like I do like Rodrigo. I like Dan Campbell. Yeah. Um, it stinks that we're gonna watch. Uh, um. Pimpleton get cut because I love watching him. See, I'm on episode two. I don't I haven't got the Pimpleton well, yet. He hadn't gotten okay. Like they they haven't gotten cut yet, obviously. But every yeah. time it starts, like Rodrigo's probably gonna get cut. Every time it sets him up, I can't remember. You the, think Rodrigo like, gets cut? Just the way they set these guys up for you to love them. I, yeah, they always end up getting cut. I don't know the I don't know the Detroit roster situation. I don't know the needs. I just know that every time we watch this, it, here's the thing. Goes. I looked up their linebackers to like see who's okay. in front so of you, them. So you got a better idea then? I, I could. I like. I, I could. I couldn't repeat a name that I read. Numbers wise, though, like, does he have a good shot of just being needed on the roster? I would. I would think so. I mean, Jalen Reeves maybe was. I mean, loved the guy to death. He was way undersized, and he played a ton. No, for sure. Um, I think. Mean, Jared Davis isn't there anymore, so I don't really know who their linebackers are, but I definitely think Rodrigo has a shot. Okay. I mean, maybe I'm giving into the the linebacker coach high is is making me believe in Rodrigo. He looks small. I don't know what his – he just looks small on the field. I don't know what his his uh, roster says. Yeah. When, he, no when they were in the film room and he was like, you know, we haven't had a linebacker make that play since we've been here. I love like, it, dude. If you cut that guy after you say that, shame on you. the The lines don't deserve to. Oh, win. that's a, that's such a coach thing to do, though. Shout out, Coach Jersey. Um, that's such a coach thing to do. The I do love Dan Campbell. I'm just not sure how good of a football coach he is yet. I'm interested to see what happens in in Detroit. Yeah, hey, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. I'm a big football. I loved his uh, anti. What was it? God, he was wearing it was a lion shirt, and then it said anti uh, fragile. <laughs> Dang, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a dude. dude. He would have a great time fragile. at the tailgate. Oh, for sure, that dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but he would be a guy that I would be scared to to see what he's like drunk. I uh, he strikes me as a guy that you could never get drunk. Okay, yeah. I like that. At least off beer, like that dude's just. But the second you do, he's the guy that jumps in the pool and like just tries to like pull everybody down with him. <laughs> I'm not going to put him on that level. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to put him on that level. Um, uh, but, but back yeah. to Tennessee a little bit. Did you hear Hinn and Hooker's 
and I, I tweeted about this today. Did you hear his when he met with the media about his comments? I saw the, Josh Heupel? Yeah, I saw the tweet you the tweet you sent out. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he mentions Josh Ivo is the best coach in the country. And yeah, that, that's probably player speak. I I understand that. But I, I I am curious of how many quarterbacks with the previous four coaches thought the same thing about their coach. I think Josh – okay, so we'll just go back. I think Jonathan Crompton would say a lot about Lane Kiffin. I think he should. I think yeah, Lane Kiffin helps. So I think Crompton would, which is the only quarterback you really saw start under Lane Kiffin. Um, I would – no, Tyler Bray wouldn't say it. So I'd be interested to hear what the other six that started for him. I think Matt <laughs> Sims is the only other one. Um, so that was a joke. But I know Tyler Bray would not say that about Derek Dooley. Probably say the opposite. I would be very interested to hear what someone like Justin Worley would say about Butch Jones. And then Josh Dobbs, too. A guy that was recruited by Butch and then played for him his entire time. I'd be very interested. Because I think he would have nothing but good things to say, especially yeah. publicly. Yeah, here's, here's the thing. Like, you can say they're a good coach. And, like, I would right. But, like, are you willing to sit up there and know people are going to judge what you're about to say <laughs> and you say he's the best coach in America? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'd be interested to hear. <laughs> I'd be very interested to hear that. Uh, when very, very interested to hear what Garantano said about him. That would be the what I would like to hear. What JG said about Butch? Or both, Pruitt? both. Yeah, I've kind of forgot okay. about it. That, that one got out of my mind, thankfully. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would be, I would be very interested. Uh, I think everybody would be very political about it, just because, at least for JG and Butch, he did recruit him there. I mean. It seems like, and I respect it. It's the guy gave you a, what you felt like was a chance, and you respect him for it. So yeah, I, I get that. But you never know. I mean, you never know. I, I would just. Well, what's a I, guy that like transferred, like a Brian Maurer, Harrison Bailey? What do you think they say? Oh Lord, because because that's probably more truth, right? Uh, I think you find it somewhere in the middle. Okay, I think you always find it somewhere in the middle. Okay, like I would be interested to hear what. Um, I mean, even someone like what Harrison Bailey would say about Josh Heupel. Yeah, I think I think again, there's truth somewhere in the middle there. Well, here's the thing that I've kind of gathered from Josh Heupel is he appeals to everybody, um, and he has a relationship with everybody. I think that that goes a long way because I, I I don't I don't think anybody would say that about Pruitt. The what I've heard the way he's kind of he treated walk-ons by putting them in a different locker room. I mean, that's well. I, the way, and this is, can't be substantiated. So I'm not going to repeat it exactly, but I heard some things that Pruitt said about a player on the team at the time starter, not a walk-on that okay. um, I wouldn't imagine there were great relationships there. So yeah, I, I don't know. Um, what I, I it, it's always, like you said, it's one of those things that, you know, everybody's kind of view is going to be different too. Um, so yeah, d definitely be interested to get a lot of people that have been gone and uh, maybe to like grade them, grade them just A through F, like give us your, give yeah. us your a uh, couple different categories, exit interview style. Yeah. I would love to have some Strongly former players agree. on. We just, it's so weird. We just don't like have that relationship. I don't know. It's just kind of a different. And football is always a little bit harder too. Yeah, it is. There's so um, many. So many people so, want to talk. So to many, them. and people are in and out. And but baseball, you just kind of get that, like, and even basketball too. You just kind of get to know these 
kids, right. even though you don't really know them. Right. Love us some ball baseball too. Love it anytime they come on. Yeah. Um. Shout out Xander. Greatest, <laughs> more important issues as a parents of all time. Yeah. Space wise, right? I think overall, but yeah, for, for <laughs> sure, for sure, space wise, yeah. Speaking of ball baseball, happy, happy birthday, Chad Zerker. The happy goat. birthday, Chad Zerker. Guys, what a guy who makes the wheels turn. What a guy. The best, the best, the goat, greatest ball time. Yep. So, um, all right, Hendon Hooker Heisman. I feel like we need to put a bow on this. Let's yep. go. Where do you think you see him finishing numbers wise? Like, where if you had to put a number on it at the end of the season, this kind of obviously tells where you think Tennessee finishes inside the top 10, outside the top 10. Do you have a number eight, number 12 on it? Like, where do you, where do you have him finishing? Um, like at Heisman or, or mm-hmm. just okay, Heisman. I think Heisman. top 10. Top ten, all right. I'm gonna go top ten. Um, that's over four thousand yards. I'd say close to fifty total touchdowns. If probably probably over fifty total touchdowns with, with rushing wise, I think he had six hundred yards rushing. So I'm I'm I don't know how much you want to put on him when you got kind of Jabari Small, but if you know maybe around the same seven hundred yards, couple touch couple touchdowns. Um, but yeah, I think right around 4,500 yards, 50 total touchdowns. Um, and Tennessee has a nine and three record. I think Hendon Hooker should be right there at, at, in the top 10, in my opinion. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. If he's not in the top 10, I think he's just outside of it. He's got to take care of the football too. He did a great job of that last year. If he's able to keep that, those interceptions down, you know, I, I think three is a tough number to, to really beat. But if you're saying around five, five to seven, I think that's – So, let me – That's I kind of mentioned this when we talked about quarterbacks. Okay. Do we – I – the more I thought about it, I kind of said it, the more I thought about it, I don't think he lacked taking chances. I don't think that's why he was able to protect the ball so well. Do you think he maybe could take more chances? Do you think – because that's usually when turnovers occur for quarterbacks. They're forcing the ball. They're they're trying to make happen. Do you think you could find a balance where he's still not turning the ball over a lot, but he's taking more chances? Or do you think he took the right amount of chances and he just did a really good job protecting the ball? I know you probably have to go back and look at some film, but I'll stop. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he put it on the money, and I, I you know, I'm also going to give the receivers credit because they mm-hmm. were blowing by some DBs. Javante Payton, what do you have, like – 15 catches and six touch or five touchdowns, something like that. Yeah. 18, 18 catches maybe. And like seven touchdowns. Like it was ridiculous. Right. Um, and Cedric Tillman was kind of that same way. They just kind of hit on the deep ball. For and sure. that was one kind of hit that we, you know, heard going into the season was Hendon hookers just checking it down. He's not taking a lot of chances down the field and pushing the ball vertically. Like Hyper wants to, well, if, if if he didn't do a good job of that, I mean, I'd like to see what it looks like. <laughs> right. Um, okay. And then I, I know we're about to get into roster news. If you have anything else for quarterbacks, we can obviously jump back there. I want to get your take on uh, the linebacker situation. I believe it was it was someone defensively. It was your, I think it was Banks mentioned that he feels great about the linebacker position. He doesn't see as much drop-off this year. Do you – is that just kind of camp hype? He's liking what he's seen out of camp, or do you think there might be some truth to that? I think there's got to be truth to it. 
Um, oh. just, just because, like, I mean, you don't lose anybody. It's your second year in this defense. It, it should only get better. And you have more depth behind you. I know we're about to talk about a roster where you kind of lose a little bit of that depth, but I think you have some pieces behind you. I think Juwan Mitchell is, you know, they mentioned he had a good camp. I'd like to see what he looks like at, at, in the game. Is he that same tackling machine that he was at Texas? That'd be huge, man. That would, just to give somebody in there who can essentially pad stats. I mean, go and make tackles at the linebacker position. Is Last year was just Jeremy Banks. That was yeah. able to really go make tackles, you know, end to end. Yeah, don't get caught up in blocks. Don't get washed. Um, I mean, I'm not saying Aaron Beasley did a bad job last year. You know, I don't think Tennessee was in the position to really – like, they didn't have enough talent, enough bodies for him, like, if he did something bad, to really replace him. Right. right. Um, so, I think that you kind of have that luxury this year. You have a Jawan Mitchell. Same with Jawan Mitchell. If he's not getting it done, Aaron Beasley can play it. They have Salome Page still. I've heard good things about Elijah Herring. Um, and health is still a big thing, too, because there's not a yeah. ton of depth. You mentioned mm-hmm. losing, maybe losing some numbers, so – Jawan Mitchell staying healthy is going to be huge if he can for a full season. Yeah, I agree. Which that that LSU, Alabama, I know you think you get UT Martinak gap, and then Georgia. Am I forgetting someone? I feel like I am. That's going to be a really tough stretch of games, especially in terms of staying healthy. Mm-hmm. And Kentucky, Kentucky, then Georgia. That that's going to be a tough stretch of games, making sure everyone's healthy and and because you just don't have a ton. I think you do have some talent top end, but even the, there's just not a ton of depth on this football team still. Right, and, and that's kind of going to let's let's get into this too. So William Mohan gets arrested, linebacker at, at Tennessee, and um, suspended indefinitely. Not a great situation, and, and definitely not. You know, I don't think it's a huge loss. Football-wise, I mean, he was probably going to contribute on special teams, but he is somebody that could add some depth that mm-hmm. I don't think Tennessee wants to lose anybody with the issues that they have with the depth. For sure. This is, a, not a, like you said, not a good situation all around. Um, for the sake of everyone involved, I mean, not, we, obviously you don't want anything like that to be to have actually happened, but it doesn't sound good. Um and, I mean, we know Josh Heupel won't hesitate to do whatever he thinks is best in the, you know, for the sake of the locker room. So, if you're not doing – That was a really do, quick suspension. <laughs> yeah, and that one was easy. I mean, yeah, you read the right. police report. It was easy. Um, and it's, it's kind of an – it's just like what I read about it, and I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, he's definitely guilty, but from what I read – there's a lot of details in that report that I'm like, I mean, how is this not true? Right, right. And, you know, everyone gets their day in court or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, it doesn't seem good. So Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm looking at it right now, I don't expect William Mohan to be back, um, the transfer from Michigan. But uh, I don't think he was going to be a big contributor. I've heard a lot more about um, Juwan Mitchell and, and Elijah Herring that I don't think he was going to be a factor at linebacker, really. Just some, right. like we said, added depth. 
but uh, it seems like he already got passed by a freshman from what we've heard. So, right. Uh, we did get a question in here. Joey, care man, um, LSU, Bama or Georgia, which do we beat this year? I like that you asked which, because I think there's only one you can beat this year and it's LSU. Um, I think LSU is still going to have a ton of talent. The good news is, is they do have questions at, line, at quarterback, the most important position on the field. Um, they obviously will probably <coughs> – here's the thing. By Tennessee, they'll either have it figured out or they won't, and I don't know if there's middle ground. <laughs> so yeah, maybe sure. that's kind of the silver lining in that. I think it's LSU. I just don't – Bama, I don't see happening. I think Bama <laughs> – Yeah. I think it's Bama versus the world this year in, in terms of who wins the college football playoff. Um, Georgia, I'm not willing to completely put Georgia off the table just because they lost so much, but I don't ever think it'll be a game this year that Tennessee's going to feel good about. Even if you're playing really good football going into it, it's still going to take your very, very best and one, of, and one of Georgia's worst days. Yeah, and going back to the Heisman talk a little bit, how do you not kind of consider Brock Bowers? Oh, my gosh, that would be insane. I mean, he's he's a freak, <laughs> but like – yeah, I know it's going to be hard for a tight end, but the way they use him, I mean, there's no bot, there's no receiver on Georgia that I'm just like, oh my god, I don't want to face him. But they I, got like hate, three tight ends that I'm like, ugh. I hate how excited I would be if a tight end won it because it would be a Georgia tight end, or if he was on the stage, I would be so excited. I mean, that's just a football guy's dream. For oh, a guy that's his, you know, he's he's there to block too. <laughs> like that's part of that's that's half his job. Brock Bowers. <laughs> well, hey, that's half the job. If you ain't yeah. if you can't block, it doesn't matter how good you can catch. You ain't gonna be on the field as a tight end. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I'd be rooting pretty dang hard. It would be almost as good as a fullback being on stage. Almost as good. There we go. I like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just. I think you got to go LSU. Yeah, it's LSU. I just don't. I. I mean, I know they. There's some talent still on that roster, but it's. This I'm is the year. Of, I'm not scared of Jaden Daniels. I'd rather the face a Jaden Daniels from a Pac-12 school than Georgia's defense. What they're. Yeah. Trayvon Walker and um, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith. Uh, that's that's a tough task, especially right. when you have a a new left tackle that you're breaking in. Uh, Joey also said, is Georgia going to claim a rebuilding year if we beat them after they lost all of their defense? I think Oregon – do you know what the spread is off the top of your head for that Oregon-Georgia game? I think it's 17. I think I'm, I would take Oregon to cover, and I think we get – I would also take the over on how many times um, Kirby Smart mentions a rebuilding year in that postgame presser. I don't think Oregon wins, but I, 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 think, I think Oregon makes it a – pretty good game I, okay. and georgia may run away with it at the end you know just kind of out depth them kind of deal but i think it's a pretty good game yeah i mean if if they want it like 27 to 7 like i feel like that's a that's you, you played them well enough that depends on how where the 27 to 7 happened but yeah <laughs> yeah that's true did um, you did you was it kinda, was it a kinda, 20 point <laughs> deficit at the half I kind of want to lean Georgia to cover just because I just don't think they move the football. I think it'll be hard for – And I think Seth Bennett, you know, I, I make fun of him a lot just because I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. But it, he is efficient enough um, 
that he's not gonna he's not gonna hurt you. Yeah, no, I don't do. I think it'll be more about. I think the Oregon offense will be. I mean, we assume Bo Nix is going to be the starter, right? Oh, so Bo pull, pulls another one out of the hat. Out of the hat. I mean, if we're calling covering, pulling one out of the hat, yeah, sure. I mean, oh, I, no, I'm talking about winning it. I don't think they win. I don't think they no. win. But I mean, Bo Nix is a guy. He's he's played Georgia what three times now. But I, I'm going to go on like anytime we lose a game, I'm saying it's rebuilding. That's what I. That's I like my that. new. Yeah, that's my new uh, cover up. What about after Georgia State? We're just, <laughs> just rebuilding. rebuilding. Yeah. <laughs> ton of seniors. They had a ton of seniors. We. Those were the worst two weeks of my life for sure. Yeah, it was rough. That was bad. But we all piled into that BYU game. Like we're uh, we're back. We're fine. That's probably the saddest. I was probably more sad about the BYU than I was about Georgia State just because Georgia State almost wouldn't – like, I mean, that year it was very close to just not – it being one of those, like, chalk it up to just a bad football game. If you beat BYU and go to better. <laughs> yeah, then that's what I'm saying. If you go beat BYU, like, that could be a very – even more different year. Yeah, 100%. So, BYU is very sad. BYU is very sad. Yeah, let's not talk about it. Also, I don't I don't like that there's some people in my mentions speaking of B there were so many BYU fans there at that game. There's been so many Alabama and Florida fans lately. And I'm not saying don't get the highest price for your ticket. I'm saying get the highest price for your ticket if the person's wearing an orange. And I listen, one guy was like, No, that game, the outcome of that game doesn't matter to you. Don't you make as much money. And like it I'm okay. That's fine. You're right. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter, but you just became a scalper, you're no longer a fan. You're a scalper. Yeah. Don't do that. I, I give I, I'll give away my I've had before Alabama fans DM me. I had one girl a couple years ago, girl under from high school, posted on Instagram, selling Alabama tickets. She DM'd me. She said, you know, are you still selling these? I said, are you gonna be wearing Alabama gear? I didn't know if she was an Alabama or Tennessee fan. She grew up in the Knoxville area. She said, I'll I'm you know, coming up from school. Said, All right, I'm not selling them to you. Just nature she, went, she went to Alabama? Yeah. Oh, okay. I said, no, yeah. I'm not doing it. Won't do it. I'm I, coming I, here with that crimson. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I just think it's – especially, I think, more so if you're a season ticket holder, too. I think it changes a little bit if you're just buying single games and then, you know, you can't go or something. But if you're a season ticket holder, you kind of have a responsibility, in my opinion. Yeah. Those seats should be orange on TV. And I know what you're going to say. The university doesn't care. It's like, but you get mad. You'd get mad if the university said, oh, we haven't been selling all the tickets. So we're going to open up more to the way we're going to give more to Alabama allotment. You would, you would be outraged. 100%. The people tweet at me saying that's stupid. No, you'd be outraged. Yeah. I would be outraged. <clears throat> and also like the outcome definitely affects my life. <laughs> Have you seen me after a loss? I'm miserable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I actually, for our more, one of our more important issues and more important issues, we'll kind of get into some of those. College football, home field advantage, the, the college football stadiums, the home stadiums, like that's the best part about college football. I don't I, – do you know how funny it is to me to watch any Vanderbilt game and it be covered in the other team's color? It's hilarious. I don't I, – we get laughed at enough. Let's not make that Nealon's case. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, I, whatever. I, it's obviously arbitrary and stupid. There's going to be people that sell them 
in my opinion, doesn't matter to them. And that's fine, but that's how I feel. Yeah, if you're selling them online, I guess you don't really have a say who buys it. Don't sell them online. No. There's enough ways to not sell them online now. Yeah, don't don't sell them. Although, my advice, if you're buying them, unless you know the person, buy them online. <laughs> buy them through. Because, like, I've seen so many people getting just shafted by fake accounts. and. I don't know oh, yeah. I tried to get a G10 pass, and they wanted me to send it without, you know, through friends and family. I'm like, well, if it's fake, I don't get that money back through PayPal. Yeah. And I sent it regular, and they're like, oh, my God, why didn't you send it through blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, because I'm not a moron. <laughs> and then they're like, they're like, send it through friends and family. I'll send it back. They send it back. And I'm just like, no, you're, yeah. you're a scammer. No, they wanted either. me to send it to a different um, email after that. Yeah, stupid. Morons. Be careful on Facebook. That's I'll say that. Yeah, especially Facebook. I mean, really any website but especially facebook yeah. um okay let's let's uh, anything else for roster news before i move on from there no that's all i got i mean right. this mohan thing is it's not a big deal i for everybody involved i hate yeah that that, you just mean from a roster standpoint but yeah football wise it's it's not a, a big issue um so is this real like i mean i've seen that i've seen it which you're always hey listen until you're on campus, commitments don't mean nothing. Yeah, here's the here's the thing. Tennessee's going to continue to recruit Carnell Tate. Why wouldn't you? Um, it seems like he's listening. Um, I mean, I don't think Chad Simmons would come and make a video out if there wasn't kind of talks. And and that could be all that it is. Right, and I think and it like I said, it, it's just Tennessee still recruiting hard. The thing of it is too, and I, we said this when Carnell Tate committed to Ohio State. Wow, that was awesome. Um the not him committing the rhyme. <laughs> the, a lot of this Tennessee class, even the guys that are committed, are gonna rely on does Tennessee win football games this year? Oh, 100 percent You could lose some commits. You could if you don't win, you could gain some if you do win. So yeah, of course there's gonna be guys that are still willing to listen to Tennessee because the vision is obviously selling. But this year, your vision really becomes reality. Like, can you make that vision a reality, or is there a totally different reality than what you're saying? Yeah. And that's that's what recruits are kind of waiting. You have the guys that may believe in the vision beyond this year and and stick along, but a lot of them, if if it doesn't match reality, they're they're going to find somewhere that it does. Yeah, and the fact that that Tennessee's still, I don't know if I would say in it, but they're. Carnell Tate is still listening to Tennessee and, and hearing them out is kind of what we heard from Hinton Hooker. Like Josh Heupel and this staff, they just seem to just mesh with people. They just have good relationships. I would argue, if a, especially if you're in like their top three, was it top four with Tate? Who, whatever it was, like the, those last few schools, you're in it until they get on campus. And even then, you may still be in it. 100%. But, uh, but I mean, if you're a like, – you go to Ohio State. He's from Chicago. He, he's from up north. Brian Hartline, you know, the former NFL player, his wide receivers coach. They've put a ton of wide receivers in the NFL lately. They're a college football playoff contender. I mean, the, Ohio State's a safe pick. It makes but the, sense. Yeah. But he, he's still here in out Tennessee. I think that says a lot about Kelsey Pope and, and the job he's done recruiting him. I think it says a lot, like, 
he, he knows Nico's a really good quarterback. You know, Nico posted that picture. They uh, Tennessee made that graphic. He was committed somewhere else, but they made the graphic saying good luck with your, your first game. His mom tweeted it. Um, he put a picture on his Instagram story with it. So I, there is some flirting with Tennessee. Now, is it kind of the same thing? And, you know, he goes – you know, with the safe pick after all, like he did when he committed to Ohio State, maybe. But but Tennessee is still going to continue to recruit him, and you know it's not over until he signs the the dotted line. For sure, for sure. And you go nine and three with your quarterback in the Heisman race, and you know you, you had good games against Georgia and Alabama, but you know obviously just didn't have the depth, didn't have the the talent to to win some of those games. Hey, maybe that selling that that pitch is a little different. For sure, for sure. I'm interested. Yeah, Beat my interest. And also, maybe like he's at IMG now. Maybe he just doesn't want to. He's like, man, I really like hate playing in the cold now. <laughs> like I'm down here in in Bradenton, Florida. I like to play a little bit warmer. I know Tennessee gets a little cold, but not as bad as Ohio State. Yeah, no, no. So. Yeah, and you gotta you do have to make those trips to Columbia, Missouri, potentially twice in your career. That's brutal. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we get them early in the year. Oh yeah, that's right. Changed. It still looked not warm last year. It didn't look as cold as you know those November night games, but it just looks the sky looks miserable. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just doesn't look fun. It doesn't look like football weather. It looks sure. like Saturday morning peewee football weather. Which is but, but you get bad. to play in Neyland seven or eight games a year, and that's fun. You know that 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 beats going to the big house twice in your career. So, oh man, you're not gonna like my more important issues and more important issues. All right, well, um. <laughs> I like the like I think the big house is cool, but I would rather play in Neyland eight to seven times a year than oh, yeah. playing the big house twice. Yeah, for sure. Hard agree. All right, well, let's let's speak in a segment. Let's let's get into those. Let's do some stupidities. Um, I think I have a few lined up. Maybe if I can find, there's been a lot of stupid this week, so let me make sure I can find them before I just. Oh, I do. I do have a question. Off. We have another question. Okay. Sorry. Um, um, at James underscore ninety eight said, uh, "Did you all see some Tennessee commits um, play this past weekend, or see any of their stat lines?" I saw a couple kind of pass. Through. I don't know if you saw any, Caleb, but uh, Nathan Laycock had a really good game. I think he was one of the players of the of the week. Um, five catches, 204 yards, two touchdowns. Made things look easy. I don't know if you watched his highlights. I mean, kid's pretty good. I don't, I don't know anything about the competition he was playing, but damn. Um, <laughs> Tyree Weathersby had, had a forced fumble, a couple tackles, and – you know, I think a couple of tackles for loss. He had a really good showing, and then uh, Jalen Smith. Play, they Grayson played Marietta, and um, he was the player of the game with a sack and, and ten total tackles. I think none of those were solo tackles. So had a really good showing um, against a really good program in Marietta. So that was kind of all the ones I I saw. I mean, I'm sure there was some other ones, but just kind of graced my timeline. I, I saw a couple of those guys. Like it, okay. Uh, we also I didn't mention <clears throat> we haven't mentioned it. The uh, all coaches preseason SEC came out. Um, I'll just rattle those off real quick. First team was wide receiver Cedric Tillman, uh, and then uh, defensive lineman Byron Young, 
Second team was Hendon Hooker and Darnell Wright. And then third team was Jabari Small, Jeremy Banks, Trevion Flowers, and Paxton Brooks. So a lot of names getting thrown around on those preseason like All-SEC teams. None, no really surprises there, um, but still exciting. Does that not – like seeing all those names, one that just kind of popped out to me that, that's been a um, starter for Tennessee for a while and, and didn't see his name on any of those is Jalen McCullough. And I know he struggled last year, and I, and I wouldn't expect his name to be on there either. But is that not kind of some extra motivation for the kid to? I hope maybe so. Show out. I hope we so. Need too. It. We need it in the secondary, so I hope so. Yeah. Hope so. That that makes me more, way more excited um, for some of those names this year. That hey, some coaches are believing in them too. So. Yeah, opposing coaches. Love it. They're Love worrying us. about us a little bit. I hope they do. Making them stay up a little bit later at night. I like it. Uh, are you ready? Did you say we had another question or was that it? Gavin? That was it. Yeah, just okay. that one question. Cool. Um, stupidity. I'll Stupid. kick it off while you're okay. pulling something up. Yeah. Um, I've got Scott Frost. Nice. Nebraska making the trip to Ireland. They do look like they're having a great time. I saw some TikToks. He made the comment that um, about, I think it was offensive linemen specifically, are puking about 15 to 20 times during practice. Oh, I don't think that's healthy, Scott. I, I may get a new nutritionist in there or maybe watch what you're – I don't know, 15 to 20 times. It, that seems excessive. Is it 15 to 20 different players? That's still not good. Is it like eight players puking twice? <laughs> it's, this isn't good. I don't know why you're bragging about it. I think he followed up the other day with something. I didn't watch it. I'm not going to. That comment's just stupid, so I wanted to read that off. <laughs> Um, I don't know the stupidity. It's, it's funny. It's stupid because Ole Miss didn't get it, but, um, the Ole Miss cups that they release, the stadium cups have, um, <laughs> Johnny sins on it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Like, why are you using random Google images? <laughs> There's not a university hospital there. You can use the actual, you know, actual people. Also, I don't know why and, they use anybody else's face. They could have just used Johnny Sins for all those occupations. <laughs> yeah, they could have. I'm sure he's <laughs> been dressed as one. <laughs> was it Chad acting like he didn't know who Johnny Sins was? What a liar. Yeah, he what pays for that kind of liar. stuff. He definitely knows who that is. <laughs> if you don't, don't look it up. Yeah, please don't. Keep Stay innocent. Stay innocent. Um, I've got another one, and this is <laughs> kind of going back on my my Oregon hype, but Dan Lanning said he won't release the uh, to the public who starts and where. Said it doesn't help Oregon in any way letting that info out. We'll find the starters when they take the field versus Georgia. This is like Butch Jones did the same stuff. I, what do you like? What do you gain by not telling who your starting quarterback is, or your starting wide receiver, or your right tackle? And I think it's really more about starting quarterback, but the. Georgia's preparing for who? And then by the first quarter, by the first drive, they know who it is. Like, what are you really – I don't know. It's just this weird – they call it – this is famous in college. It's just the the secrecy is hilarious to me. It, it's like tinfoil hat conspiracy stuff. Georgia probably knows who it is. So I don't know what you're – I don't know what he, – he says, what does Oregon have to gain? I just don't know if you lose anything if Oregon – if Georgia finds out or if anyone else finds out. 
Yeah, or why don't you just put it like everybody else does and just put like 85 oars in Yeah, there. that's what that, that was a Jeremy Pruitt special too, wasn't it? The oars. Yeah, and, and it's <laughs> it's carried on. There was quite a few last year with Heupel too, but <laughs> whatever. I mean, everybody kind of knows who's starting so dumb. and who's not anyway. It is my favorite. Like I forgot, kind of forgot about the actual war category, but it, my favorite tradition in college football is the coaches acting, just being all secretive about stuff like the starting lineup. Yeah, the the only ors you should see is like maybe on the returners on special teams, or it's um, I just use an or left tackle, or I, I think, or whoever's behind Brew McCoy if he's not eligible. Right, and I think even like this year Tennessee would be hilarious if they put or. Because you know the absurdity of it. I mean, I even understand like QB competition years, like last year, if you have an or there, because don't they release it like usually like a week, exactly a week out? You usually get the yeah, first. I so think it's like, all right, maybe you don't have one named until Tuesday of that week. All right, mm -hmm. I get that or. But by Thursday, you should have a starter. Like, you come know. on. Yeah. Come on. Um, any more? That that's it for me for stupidity. I got I got two more. Um, I have uh, the Florida Gators and all of their coaches. Did you see this? <laughs> I mean, that account that put more in there every time they got to 10 likes and it was eventually the whole, oh, really? whole swamp. It was awesome. It was That's awesome. awesome. I also saw some today. It was like, Oh, it's nice that, uh, Florida included all officers. <laughs> <laughs> that one was good. I uh, so here's my question. It was just it was everyone, right? Like it was managers, athletic trainers, because every team in the country has, has that, right? They just don't take pictures with them. In fairness, Billy Napier in his like his acceptance speech or, or whatever his um, opening press conference intro, intro, yeah, he um, he said he was bringing an army. So <laughs> the man didn't lie. Maybe yeah, they all, maybe they are all not support staff. Maybe it's all legitimate coaches. Maybe they should spend, do they have any recruiters in there somewhere? I don't know. Is that, is that where all the fired Tennessee coaches went? <laughs> yeah. They're just probably. a bunch of analysts. And Jeremy's still in Cherokee. I don't think they have a college football <laughs> team over there. He's just analyzing Caleb. <laughs> Um, I have one more, and it's uh, the UConn football program. And on hey, 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 this is they're part of the, they're half of the greatest rivalry in all of sports. The civil conflict will never be undefeated. Well, it's about will never to be, be defeated. I'll tell you what's on their uh, <laughs> locker room wall. Can you read this? War Daddy, is that what that says? War Daddies. Oh, god, don't do that. Oh. <laughs> I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. War daddies. Yep. Um, don't know why, but uh, yeah. War That's daddies. disgusting. Print the shirts. <laughs> Do we get them in Yukon colors? Oh, yeah, for sure. Do we have to send some to Shabazz Napier? Get his cut? You just got to pay for his snacks. That's was Or was that, that, was, was that Shabazz? Was that not Shabazz? Or was that Kimba? I think I think it was Shabazz. I think Kimbo just won the natty and bounced. That step back. It might have been Shabazz. It was Shabazz. Okay. 
also have one more. I forgot this one. Um, I'll, I'll do it real quick. So Tony Elliott said he's mapped out Virginia's 12-month plan. That includes when we go to Pasadena to play in the national championship. Why? Why do we see these things? Who was it that said, oh, uh, Clark Lee? Just an absurd statement to make. Yeah. I don't get it. Also, oh. like, it's not even in Pasadena. It's in Inglewood. It's at SoFi. <laughs> Is it? I don't even know where it was at this year. Yeah. Oh, so, yikes. Yikes. So they, they think they're going to play in the Rose Bowl? <laughs> Maybe. Hey, then he didn't say Natty, I guess, to be fair. <laughs> he didn't say the words national championship, did he? Well, it's impossible for them to play in the Rose Bowl anyway. Not technically, right? Oh, is there a way? I think, can't the Rose Bowl, if the Pac-12 or the Big Ten champion make it, can't they make it to the college football playoff? Can't they? The well, no, I don't think it goes to the ACC. I think they can pick their team, right? Isn't that how that works? I'm not sure. It's just always kind of, to me, it's always been Pac-12 and Big Ten. So Yeah, I think it usually goes like default to, I think it usually goes to the runner-up. I can just look that up. I thought. Right, because he did say Pasadena to play in the national championship. He did say that. So they might, if they make it to the national championship, they might miss it. Yikes! I would hate for him to miss that call. The show. Also, do you think he's still at Clemson, like Virginia? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's an absurd take. Yeah. Wow. Um. That's all I got. Let's get into more important issues and more important issues. All right, so my first I love, one. I love this segment. It's one of my I favorite. do too. First one in classic college football fashion. So I don't know if you saw the tweet. It was hilarious. Someone tweet, tweeted out Alabama fans, of course, got up or about it. You know, it was just it was funny. Uh, if Nick Saban beats Texas, it'll be he will have been undefeated in, or yeah, he'd be four and zero in the last fifteen years in away games, not in the SEC. Because that's how many, you know, they play the preseason bowls, whatever they're called, the preseason kickoff games. They never play. I mean, it's not just Alabama either. And it's not just the SEC. Everyone plays. They don't travel anymore. It's, It's never home and home. It's always neutral site games. And I think they're terrible for college football. I hate them. I despise them. I think I think you should want to go to some of these great stadiums. Alabama should be playing in the big house. They should be playing in the horseshoe. They should be playing um in the Coliseum. Like that, like they should be there. They should be in Norman and Austin. Like they that's where they should be. Tennessee the same. And I know Tennessee's done Norman. Um they're supposed to go again next year. They've got Nebraska way too down the line. They went for a neutral site instead of BYU. And and I don't necessarily hate not playing the BYU game, and I think it was BYU also. But, like, you should want to travel to Provo. Like, those are stadiums that college Washington teams – is down the line, too. Washington's, you know, 20 years from now, they've already got it scheduled. <laughs> but, yeah, I think you should be wanting to play these home-and-home home games. They're what makes – like, the college stadiums are what make college – I don't want to see a game in Jerry World or in the Mercedes-Benz Dome or whatever the heck the, the New Orleans one is now. It's not Mercedes-Benz anymore. But, you know, whatever they are, like, that, I, I hate them. I don't think they're fun. And sure, for bowl, you already have bowl games. So I just hate the preseason neutral site games 
or not preseason, but early season neutral site games. So my question to you is, Tennessee's next home and home. Who do you want to play? Where do you want to go? So assuming, I guess, you travel first. And I think my first one, Nebraska will be cool. I'll want to go to that game. I think the first one I would really want to see, I would love to see Tennessee and Notre Dame get reignited. Okay. I, I would love to go up there. That'd be cool. Um, hmm. I think you, UCLA would be cool again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of somewhere like not out west. Um, maybe Miami or Clemson. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Clemson would be. A little, let's a little bit more let's 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 yeah get that. like those are those are great stadiums that would be great home and home matchups yeah phenomenal yes like the playing Florida State and Atlanta is just stupid or Georgia like Georgia Tech like Tennessee and Georgia Tech playing home and home would have been phenomenal but instead they go and play in Atlanta at the Mercedes Benz Dome yeah like Bobby Dodd would be a fantastic host site and you play it it's so stupid so dumb. Well, here's the thing. Like, I mean, I'd like to see Texas, but that's going to happen here soon. Like, we're going to get to go to Austin. Like, right. Austin's going to come here. Um, I don't know how often, but right. Hopefully, they make it to where you're at least playing in one of those stadiums. Yeah, the SEC really needs to look at scheduling. Yeah, and there's a way to do it, and they they need to figure it out. Yeah. So, what's uh my second one's Michigan. So I'm going up north for both of mine. I'd love to see Tennessee play in the big house. And I would love to see Michigan play in Neyland. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go – I think UCLA would be really cool. Um, I, I just saw Norman. For, like, I've never been there before, but it right. is a beautiful campus that I would – I'd love to watch a game there when we actually finally do play them because um, I doubt you're going to go up there next year. But when we do, I'd like to go back. Um, hmm. I'd also like to see Boulder. I'd love to see Tennessee play Colorado. That's a beautiful stadium. I don't – you've been to Denver. Did you get to go up to Boulder and check it out? I didn't, no, I didn't get to go to Boulder. Beautiful. And there's a lot of all fans. I mean, there's a lot of all fans everywhere. But there's a lot of all fans up in the Denver and Boulder area. Be a fantastic – Yeah. Fantastic away game. Hmm. I think you had quite a bit for that basketball game. I think Tennessee fans traveled well out there. I, I would like to see, like – so the Syracuse game, it's not a home-and-home. Home. It's mm-hmm. a – I think that'd be like playing the dome. I think that's cool. Yeah, they played there in '98. It'd be a great home at home. Uh, not, yeah. a, I don't think it'd be as prominent as the the ones we named, but it would be a it would be a good one to have. And I think that's more about it is is finding like the fun places. Like if you played Iowa, Iowa State, yeah, that, like those would be Iowa would be really cool. One. Those would be fantastic home and homes. Um, I think even like a home and home with with like North Carolina, which you had there for a minute, like that would be a, a great one to do. And that's a good like recruiting battle yeah. as well. Um, right. it, West Virginia would be another one I would like to see. That Even should have been a home and home instead of a Virginia Tech. Yeah, Virginia, I think yeah. these close by ACC schools. I'd love to go. Yeah, I think that's another thing. If that's you know, an easy trip too, I think that's another thing NCAA really needs to take a look at, especially with its Power Five schools, is forcing these types of games. And my worry would be if they did. They would allow. I think you get away from neutral sites altogether in preseason. You have like I think that's one of the things that have taken away from bowls a little bit. I don't think that's the whole equation, but having these kickoffs, I think, are you know dumb. So I, I would kind of like to do, you know, how like um, 
there's the SEC Big Ten or, or SEC Big Twelve Challenge. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do fun. something like that. Yeah, like, that, that would, would be, be fun. Really cool. No, that would. Yeah, I think that would be Alabama, awesome. Like Nick Saban would never agree to that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it would be cool. Like Tennessee probably wouldn't get Michigan or Ohio State, but they would get like a maybe a Michigan State. That'd be a cool. Yeah, one. if you did big, you'd have to probably do Big Ten right now. Yeah, yeah Michigan State. Michigan State would be a great one to to reignite. Um, I think that's one of Alabama's three wins in the last fifteen years. So I think is Michigan State. <laughs> Um. Yeah, uh, I'm not on. Do you have Twitter pulled up? Uh, I don't know if we've yeah, gotten any. If you are in here, where would you want to see Tennessee travel? We'll read those off as we we kind of roll through our next more important issues. Where I'm going to stick on the football theme a little bit. Royal Rumble. Tennessee or excuse me, SEC head coaches. Who's winning in a Royal Rumble? SEC head coaches. Yeah. Mm. I don't think you'll like this one, but he just has that look about him that he would black out psychopath. I think it's Billy Napier. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I can see Kirby probably. Being... I think it's Billy or Kirby. I think those are the two. I think Stoops could be up there too. He wears too much khaki for me to believe in him. <laughs> <laughs> too much khaki. I see, I see, uh, I see Billy Napier showing up in like black jeans and, and, and Stoops and, and khaki. I think Beamer's got the, the youth to, to help him. Yeah, Beamer um, Beamer could be up there probably. I think, think Beamer's up there. I think Clark Lee could probably hold his own because he's bald. I think oh, that's he's, a, a he's leg a up. He's a big dude too, yeah. He's, I think that's a leg he's up. pretty intense. Um, he, he would think he's going to win too. I think I have in a WWE a style, I think Lane Kiffin stays in it for a while because they want to keep the personality around. I think he makes his way yeah. to the to, towards the finals. So it's staged. Yeah, oh, it's WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the strongest wins, but you got to keep the personalities around. Who's the first person out? Jimbo. I think Nick Nick takes a cheap one to Jimbo. Okay, you don't think it's Drinkwitz? No, I think Drinkwitz is too smart. Um, I think he's able to stay in it a little bit longer. I think more dip, dive, dodge. And I, I think, dodge. in fact, I think Drink. Yeah, I think Drinkwitz is a. He'll go to Jimbo first because he knows Nick is going to. Nick helps Drinkwitz because he knows he's going to take a cheap shot on him and get him out of there early. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the that's the equation. I think I don't think my, Mike Leach is in there very long either. Mike Leach strikes he, he me seems maybe like as the, the personality. He, his personality might keep him around like a little bit. He's the guy that he just he just jumps the ropes just because. Like he just. I think he's. Out. I think he's coming off the top rope on somebody. He may come out due to injury. I think yeah. that's his first move. There's like no one in particular. He just gets up there to land on someone. And, and he doesn't land on anybody. Just straight <laughs> Matt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, but no, I think my final is Bill Napier. I think Bill Napier. What about Sark? Are we are we throwing Texas and Oklahoma in here? <laughs> we can, we can. I think Brett Venables wins though if it's if we're throwing those two in there. Yeah, probably. I, I think his first SEC championships in in the Royal Rumble. Is he gonna have a get back coach? That that's kind of what I'm interested. He to has see. to. I think he has three, <laughs> one for each side and one on the end. <laughs> <laughs> what if he had just a shorter guy that's standing in front of him? He'd kind of block. I think he'd just run too. him. I think he'd run him over. Yeah, I think I think Venables would just run him over. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think he'd last long. He'd be on IR real quick. Yeah, you got to have a thick, short king and and front. Yeah. Where does Josh Heupel fall in Royal Rumble? I think he's uh, middle of the pack. I, yeah, I think he can be out pack. early. He's got he's that got left-handed. 
so yeah maybe you can throw a couple jabs in there people don't see it's coming because he's left-handed all right i like that who has the best entrance best entrance mm. i think it's mike leach it probably is he comes out like on a pirate ship yeah i think it's mike leach I saw a video today of, you know, when Memphis and Mississippi State got in that freaking brawl and he's just up there like high fiving students and stuff. He's in his own world, man. Yeah, he is. He's just, he's always in his own world. I kind of respect it. Yeah, kind of have to. All right. Um, let's see. Some of these are always a little repeating. I'm trying to. There's a lot of good pizza debates. I, we'll be here forever. So I love pizza so much. <laughs> I do too. I, I could have eaten it tonight, but we went Chick-fil-A. Uh, oh, this is a good one. I don't think we've talked about this. What defines like a sport for you? Like is darts a sport? Is golf a sport? Ooh. Is billiards a sport? Like what is a, is bowling a sport? What's a sport? Hmm. And then, like, e-games. Are those sports? I almost think of, like, I think they're more games. Like, I think of darts as, like, a game. Yeah, I, I even see it as a there's sport. an argument for golf to be a game. Yeah, maybe. Because I think, I don't, I mean, golf obviously takes physical ability, but it's not like basketball, football, soccer. Yeah, I feel like you have to like be able to beat somebody in like one on one. But then yeah, you like, could argue like in, a, in the moment, like you, you can't just like I only hit this ball far and then the next guy goes and he hits it even further. Like you have like you have to do it simultaneously. You could almost argue though in a golf match, because you are one like it's essentially one on one, but there's no defense. But again, you get into like the weird stuff like billiards you could technically play defense and strategy Again, like there's a weird there's always like a nuance to it. i'm just saying there's always like a weird nuance to it i don't disagree with part of your premise i think it's just it's interesting because there's a lot like you couldn't darts is really difficult to play like i think a lot of people try to make it weird i think it's a very weird like to to be like football's the hardest sport in the world Ba- hitting a baseball, which I would agree, hitting a baseball is one of the more difficult things. But to act like that's what makes it a sport, I think is a weird thing. Because there's even baseball players who are just terrible, good baseball players who are just terrible at a sport like golf, where it's essentially the same motion you're swinging at a ball. And in this mm-hmm. case, the ball still. Yeah. It's just, it's a weird, it's so much nuance to it. But I kind of agree with you. Like the, it, golf, darts, billiards, Bowling more seem like games to me. Not that doesn't take away, in my opinion, doesn't take away the difficulty of them. Yeah, it's it, yeah, they're it's still, still like a, difficult. Yeah, it, it's, but it's more of like a, I guess, hobby than a competition. No, I'd still call it a competition. I, again, that's why I think it's nuanced. But like, okay, cornhole is a good example. You can play defense in cornhole. Dude, cornhole is like those those people that can just sink one. Like, I feel like I'm pretty good at cornhole. But, like, those people on TV, like, they don't miss. That, and then they can surround a hole to where the other person can't get it in there. Like, it, it's in, it's in, it's impressive. But I, I would, again, call that more of a game. Doesn't take yeah. away from the difficulty. Like, I am impressed mm-hmm. with the people who do it well. But, but 
And I think it's very difficult. It's just very, I don't know. I was thinking about that in terms of like how difficult a sport is. Cause you always hear it. Um, this is talking soccer. Like what, what athlete could you put on the U S men's soccer team? And they would, you know, be good. Well, the answer in my opinion, zero. Um, obviously could, they could trained have- from a young age. Could a sport be something that, like, if you're playing it with other people just for, like, shits and giggles, it's called, like, backyard football, backyard <laughs> right. baseball, backyard Even, soccer. like, my adult league soccer, I would barely call sport. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is the definition. An activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against one another for others, against one another, against another or others for entertainment. So, like, again, all of those in that could almost be classified. Almost. Right. I don't know. I just think it's a, I think it's a fun debate. I love it. We're calling them games. They're officially games. Games. Do we want a weird one? Do we want to be like, none of them have been weird tonight. I know. I'm in a football mood. I mean, I'm always good with football, but if you want to make it weird, we can. It's going to later. When you, yeah, we'll we'll run through one or two here. When you go to a hotel, you're in hotels pretty often now. Do you keep the sheets tucked or do you untuck them immediately, or do you just let them untuck during the night? So usually, what I do is kind of I only sleep on one side anyway. Um, I don't know why. I just I've never been able to sleep in the middle. So I just untuck my part and like I push all of it down to the end, and I just. I just cover up with a sheet. That's all I use anyway. I never use a oh. comforter. How? What is your hotel room on? What what temperature? That sparks another debate. What what temp do you go with? See, I go sixty eight or sixty nine usually. Sheet, dude. I get so hot. Like I. Oh sweat. my gosh! I turn it down even more then. Whew. I go all. Yeah, I, it, I, it, I go untuck. Yeah, it's a weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't like just. Now, I will say one thing: hack with hotels. Get instead of getting a queen bed or, or a king bed, I get like two queens, so I can put all my stuff on one bed, not have to put it in those nasty chairs that they usually have. Yeah. Uh, I like. Put, I like. I like spread my suitcase on on like a bed rather than putting it in a chair. Here's the thing I've I've read recently. And I'm usually, especially I'm I'm in a room where we're not using one bed. I'll do it. I do that as well. But I've read that just in case it has bed bugs, don't ever put your suitcase on a bed. Damn it, Caleb. But no, but you know, you always get the suitcase things. That's what I started using now. The suitcase what? Like, you know, the things, the, the little fold out things. Uh, like they're four suitcases. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I'm not an unpacked person at a hotel. I, I don't care how long I'm staying there. I no. just I hate using the drawers. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. No, that's weird. Yeah. If you use drawers at hotels, you're weird. Which I'm rarely at a hotel for more than like two nights, anyways. But yeah. I was at a hotel in Oklahoma City, and literally I walked in, and there's just like bucket of snacks, and I'm like, oh, sick. <laughs> and then like there's a little bitty note in there, and it's like, <laughs> um snacks six dollars a piece and i was like dang that's an expensive and it was like three dollars for um anything in the fridge and it was just like water and like coke cans good lord yeah i've never 
I'm actually, like, what last... if I just like needed one just right then? I'd have to like go and replace it. Yeah, that would suck. I think the last time I stayed in a hotel was in San Francisco. I think that was the last time I left a. I got two coffees, like just like the Starbucks ones from the gas station, and left them both in the hotel. Dang. Yeah, it sucked. Those are expensive too. So that was brutal. Um, oh, I have one I asked. This isn't weird. I'm going to stay off the weird one real quick. Um, I asked Emily this the other night because we were watching uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie about Queen. If you could go back to any concert, any time period, anywhere in the world, where would you go? Like, what would your concert be? Wait, say that again. Any concert, any time in history, anywhere, where would you go? Hmm. I think Red Rocks, like a concert in Red Rocks would be really cool. Um, you you wouldn't go back there in a concert you've seen that you're like, yeah, I'd want to go. Emily's was Woodstock. Um, oh, okay. So yeah. like an actual concert, not like I'm making Yeah, like up. one that you know have, you've seen. So mom would be Live Aid, and Emily let me allowed me to do Live Aid, the one in London and the one in Philly, because Phil Collins played it both, and he took the Concorde, which was the supersonic plane. And I said, if I can go back in time, surely I can get on that Concorde flight with Phil Collins. So I'm going to both Live Aids. Like that's That's what I'm going to. I would probably go hmm, anywhere where Journey was at. That'd be a really cool okay. concert. Um, I'm sure they played at Red Rocks. Journey at Red Rocks. Uh, they might have been too big for Red Rocks. I don't, or, I don't or know. Jesus at Red Rocks. Jesus at Red, I think Jesus at Red Rocks is the right answer. <laughs> that was a trick question, and you passed. <laughs> Jesus at Red Rocks is, is the right answer. Um, no, yeah, that lobby would be good. Cool. Ooh, staying on the football theme, any football game you'd go to. You have one? Ninety-eight. Right, it has to be. Yeah, national championship. I think that Florida game in ninety-eight probably is up there too. Yeah, that. Or that, the Arkansas game that year. I think I'd rather. I think those two, the Florida ninety-eight, um, or the Florida State ninety-eight. Would definitely be one of them. Um, I'm going to get the year wrong, so I'm, I'm trying to find it real quick before I say it. But, um, God, what year was it? Mm. Also, if we're just, like, going for just, like, not cheering for a team, just going to a game, that NFL uh, playoff game between the Bills and the Chiefs would have been awesome to be at. That would be a – yeah, I just don't have skin in that game. So, you know. Yeah. Just, just like appreciation of the game. Right. Uh, mine would be, I believe it was 85. That doesn't sound right, though. Bo Jackson in Neyland, Tennessee Stop. held him to 80 yards, I think, his Heisman year. Yeah. I think that was 85. My dad's talked about that game a lot. I would think I could remember that, what year it was. I just think the way my dad's talked about it, and then Tennessee beat, I believe they were number one at the time. B Auburn, yeah, 1985. I think I would. That's like as a Tennessee fan and as Lynn Mitchell's son, I think that would be the game I'd have to go to. Yeah, the miracle yeah. at South Bend would be up there too. Yes, that would be a good one. Um, yeah, I just think I'd get to sit in my seats too. Yeah, I need to. Have I ever shown you this? Speaking because I got a bunch of those tickets. I need to get this framed, and I need to get in contact with Dylan Cole if you're still listening. I need you to do something for me. <laughs> Let's see if I can find this ticket real quick. 
I need to find a better way. This was, I believe, I believe they called it. Yeah. Opening night, Saturday, August 31st. Um, this, no, this isn't it. I have our ticket somewhere. This is 75 years in Neyland Stadium. So this is the wrong ticket. This is a cool ticket though. 75 years in Neyland. And then I've got our first ticket ever from Neyland Stadium in our seats. 1972 somewhere. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can't remember the game now. But it was my dad's. I believe it's seat. Let's see. This is his ticket too. Well, now I believe you it's seat 11. He always, how did he always get seat 11? See, this is this what you're doing right now is the reason why we need paper tickets. This this is why we need paper tickets. Like <laughs> this is my favorite thing in the world. I'll just you can ask Emily. She'll walk in and I'll just be going through some of my tickets, just looking at them, remember, remember them. Tennessee, South Carolina, 2015, great game. Georgia, 2013, we lost, great game. Mississippi State, uh, 20. Was that 18, 2019? I don't remember what year that was. When they that played was in 2019. 19. Uh, Arkansas 2015. Again, we lost. Great game. I have my Legoland ticket. That was a great trip. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, these are my favorite. I have an Ice Bears ticket. That's how much I love paper tickets. Any ticket, I'll keep it. Tennessee BYU, of course. <sighs> Let's see. I got my, I mean, look at this. Like, this is why I've got my Virginia Tech one in there. Like, these are. South Carolina, Alabama. Oh, I have my Battle of Bristol ticket. At Kentucky, I have my Battle of Bristol in here. Like, this is why we need paper tickets. Yep. <sighs> this kind of makes me mad going through. Out of all, I have all my concert, not all my concert tickets, because they've gone to freaking phones now too. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of my concert tickets. Yeah, man, it sucks. I would, I would love it. Oh, here's my. I have it folded up because it's so big. The Belt uh, Bowl one. Yeah. God. What a game. <laughs> we had fun at least. We did. Just never had a bad time. <laughs> never, never had a bad time. My Texas A&M ticket, this was uh, not as cool of a ticket, but got my A&M ticket. So, yeah. We need paper tickets. Need paper I didn't tickets. find my 72 one in here. I need to find it. That's kind of all I got. Now. It's going to drive me nuts. Do you have, give any more? No, that's, that's, that's all I've got. Caleb's going to keep going. And I, I want to find that 72. I got some Chattanooga versus Atlanta tickets in here. That was a cool game to go to. Nice. It was before. I can't remember what game that was. But other than it was Atlanta, not, I can't remember why they played preseason maybe. So, I, don't remember right. going, I don't remember going to that game. Mississippi State basketball 2019. It's probably me and you. Yeah, probably. Whatever. It just feels so, much, so long ago because COVID's thrown in there. <laughs> there are some ones that I'm like, well, when was it? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <clears throat> All right. Well, guys, we're one week away. I'm excited. I can't wait. We're not we're not tailgating Thursday. We're tailgating, but we're not throwing a tailgate. But Akron will have a huge one. Um, Hopefully G10. Yep. Yeah, Pittsburgh will be in. I'll I'll be at It'll a wedding. Okay, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, a, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what we'll do. We'll figure it out. You'll probably be lucky, man, getting to watch it on that nice porch of yours. I hope so. <laughs> well, guys, that's all we got. Thanks for listening. Again, got some big news. Um, 
some big things happening. If you're interested in, in sponsorships and things like that, hit us up. Um, we'd love to talk to you and, and love to, you know, help you grow your business a little bit. That's all we got. We're bringing the vote in and we out.